What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Each week, Cheryl will feature and discuss the many challenges of those living with disabilities, along with the various issues that are faced by their families that are caring for them. So now, please welcome the host of Courage to Overcome, Cheryl Jennings. Welcome to tonight's program. You're listening to Courage to Overcome with Cheryl Jennings, your host. And as always, I'm delighted to have you listen in to our program. I have been very excited about some of the recent events that I've gotten to participate in. And I told you that I was in San Diego not long ago. And while I was out there, I've met some very incredible, influential people that I felt really deserve some time to be on our show to be able to help us with trying to help caregivers to feel better about themselves, to be able to handle some of the problems that come up and not feel so overwhelmed and to feel like they're not capable of handling life's challenges. You know, we talk so often about overcoming challenges and really what we're doing is trying to prepare you to understand that when you accept a challenge in life, you are actually going to learn a lot about yourself and about how strong you really are. I see people that are caregivers as very courageous people, people who step up and step out on a a platform. They don't know what's coming, but they just know that they're going to be there for the person that they are caring for. It might be your own child that has special needs, and one day you think everything's fine, and the next day it seems like the whole world has crashed down upon you, and you don't know who to trust, who to go to, where to find resources, who will even give you information about what to expect out of life and about the problems that you're facing. And it's a lonely task, and so many times as parents are going through the early stages with a child that has special needs, it may be obvious to the world something's wrong with our child. I remember that feeling, walking into grocery stores, putting my baby in a cart. He didn't have head control. He didn't have back control. He couldn't even 
close his mouth to keep the drool from dripping, and people would often comment to me on how sleepy he looks. I tried to ignore a lot of those sayings because I knew that they didn't know what was really wrong, and I didn't feel like explaining to every person that I met, every stranger, what was going on in my life. But I know that that's a very common feeling for parents who have special needs children. And I also have helped with caring for my parents and my in-law, my mother-in-law. And I realize that when you are taking care of anyone, you are actually having to put your life on hold while you make decisions first based on what somebody else's needs are and then being able to determine what you can plan for your day. These are great challenges, and yet there are so many people that can help us to learn how to do all of this with grace and dignity, and we learn so much from watching others who are handling these jobs. But we also can learn from great mind thought-provoking people who can really challenge us to be the best we can be while we're going through some of these things. And tonight, I'm going to have two of the people that I met while I was in San Diego that will be sharing with us some of the things that they do and some tips to help us go through the challenges in life with grace and dignity. The first one I want to introduce to you tonight is Ben Joya, and he's a two-time best-selling author. He's an international speaker, and I'm telling you, I just love this guy. I met him right off the bat, and I know that he has been a trainer worldwide, and and he shows so much empathy and mindfulness It's in, in working with everyone, but he especially loves to work with helping women that he sees that are heart-based trying to change the world. So I feel honored to have him as a friend of mine. And I just want to tell you, you can read all about him on LinkedIn, and his name is spelled G-I-O-I-A, Ben Joya. And I want to introduce you to him and let him talk to us for a few minutes because he has a lot of wisdom to share. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Well, there are so many things that I'd like to ask you, and we don't have time for as much as I'd love to get out of you, but I'm going to ask you to try to help us understand from your background a little bit about how you help people, and especially in relationship to helping people be present and and how that can help caregivers. Uh, I know they have a lot of challenges, but I think some of the things that you teach in that area would be of great benefit to those who are trying to deal with a lot of problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, So I'd say that the the thing that's most central to what I do in my business, whether I'm helping people talk about their business and get their message out there or helping them to be better leaders or helping them to influence the people around them is to really come from that place of mindfulness and empathy. I should say those places of mindfulness and empathy in a big way, because uh, from there, everything else can fall into place. And it doesn't always mean that things will be easy and everything will be solved immediately but it is really the grounding for so many of the other things we're doing you know, when we're trying to communicate with people, when we're trying to you know, really listen to understand what's going on with them and not just listen to wait until we can respond, right? Sometimes we sit there and we do that. 
and also really to just hold that hold that quiet space because very often and especially in the context of caregiving very often the greatest gift that we can give is just to be with people and not try to fix the situation because very often the situation right at that moment can't actually be fixed Oh, that's so right. You're you're absolutely right on that because so many of the problems that we face, especially with special needs, we can only help them so much, but then it's up to uh, what they're able to learn because there's no taking it back. There's no fixing the problem. I love that. And as you're working with parents, yeah. that really is great because sometimes families get into trying to correct people that have memory problems. So tell us a little bit about how you would handle that if you were talking to someone that really thinks that they're back in time. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. And I can actually talk or at least refer back to my experience being a hospice volunteer for about three years in San Francisco at a place called the Zen Hospice Project. And we, one of the things that was really stressed to us through our training, and then we got, had this opportunity to practice over and over again, was really to hold, like I was saying before, to hold that space of presence and just to listen. Because, you know, depending on who we were talking to, they could really be you know, in any place, depending on the state of their mind, like you said, in the past, or you know, referring, let's say, to me as their son or as their husband uh, or as their grandfather. And there was really no benefit in that moment for me to correct them. Uh, it would only really cause more agitation, more fear, you know, more doubt in that kind of person or in the person in that situation. So much, much better to you know, to just acknowledge the communication at that point. Um, it didn't necessarily mean, you know, that I would sit there and role play or, or, you know, pretend to be somebody that I wasn't, but I wouldn't specifically deny uh, what the person said and, you know, wouldn't make them wrong because, you know, they're very often, they know on some level, in my experience, you know, that they're out of their element. You know, it's not their necessarily you know, their own home. They don't think it's their own home. They might not be eating the same things that they're normally eating. And I don't need to add another variable into the, into the mix to make them more agitated. Wow, that's beautiful. And, you know, that's true even if you're not in a hospice situation where you know that it's impending death soon. But just to be able to help people who have Alzheimer's and dementia, they are scared when you try to correct them, because then they realize again, hey, I don't know what's happening, and I don't like losing control. And that's yeah. hard. That's hard. What yeah. are some of the tips that you could give um, to families when they need to place a person in hospice or in a long-term situation to help them deal with some of the, the changes that are about to take place? Uh, sure. Uh, it's a great, important question. Um, so I guess on a strategic side of things, you know, do, do your research, talk to people, you know, try to understand what the best options are for your loved one, um, and you know, go check the place out. You know, do, do all of your due diligence. 
So that's the strategic side of things. And then I would say for yourself, you know, really see how you can, you know, love and care for yourself as much as possible in this process, because it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. There are going to be a lot of unknowns that you're facing, you know, so what are the things that you can do to take care of yourself? Um, It could be, uh, you know, if you have time for something like, you know, a massage or some kind of self-care, that's wonderful. Um, if you don't have time for something like that, and very often, you know, care situations can come up quickly and unexpectedly, like you said. So how can you um, bring something, you know, have a tool handy all the time? And one of my favorite ones is just to take three deep breaths, right? Really, really powerful because on the one hand, it helps you be more present So it supports the things I was describing before about being able to listen better and really being there with that person and and that person understanding that you're really there with them. And then secondly, uh, taking deep breaths kicks in your parasympathetic nervous system and it it scientifically, um, you know, physiologically actually calms you down. So anytime you're feeling the discomfort, whatever that is, you know, physical discomfort, mental discomfort, psychological discomfort, emotional discomfort, any of that stuff coming up, you know, take those three breaths, you know, do it over and over again. You know, there's nothing wrong with you for having the feelings that you're having and having the experience that you're having, you know, your responsibility and your opportunity is to, you know, practice responding to those situations rather than reacting to them. Oh, that's good. Respond instead of reacting is very important. Um, I noticed that one of the things that you have written, a magazine that you wrote about uh, Stephen Hawking, uh, tell me a little bit about that and what you did that was associated with ALS. Sure. Yeah. So I worked for several years with the ALS Association. Uh, So as some people know it as Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, Some people know it as the disease that uh, Stephen Hawking had, physicist Stephen Hawking. And, you know, there are several other celebrities and famous figures, you know, that we can call to mind, um, you know, who have have suffered from, you know, from that disease, which is something that's really, really challenging. So I I worked with the ALS Association at one of their regional chapters, so in Northern California, and... You had the opportunity to support their patient services program in a big way. And one of the things that I did while I was there was actually I created a mindfulness, uh, a mindfulness program for people with ALS, uh, their loved ones and their caregivers. And that was actually something that I received an award for from the National uh, ALS Association and had the opportunity to share that program with other leaders of other chapters throughout the country uh, to help, you know, inspire them to bring mindfulness into what they were teaching and sharing, you know, at, at each of those offices. 
That is wonderful. Well, I know you have so many things that you are able to do, and you, you've shown a lot of leadership. You've worked in so many different areas, and I would love to be able to talk to you a little bit more about this later on in the program and be able to help people know where to find you. We are going to need to go to our first break in a minute, and before we do, I just want to tell you that Ben has got some programs that are wonderful, and he's the founder and president of influencewithaheart.com. So you can go there to try to look at some of the things that he's done. But he's written things, he trains people, he's trained companies, and the things that he does, He, when you are present with him, you feel his calmness and the uh true delight of being in in your presence, Ben. I loved it. And I remember mm-hmm. that when I first sat Thank down you. and turned around to meet you the very first time, how comfortable you make everybody feel around you. And your quiet mm-hmm. demeanor and the way that you talk to people is just very calming. And I know that you've done a lot to help people through the years. And I appreciate that. We're going to go to our first break. And then when we come back, I have another guest that I want to introduce to you. And we will get to pick his brain just a little bit and then we are actually going to get to have both of them on so we'll be back in just a moment dr rob moyer is the director of the ocean river institute and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant affecting our oceans altering ocean ecosystems and contributing to global warming The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. All right. Well, I would like to be able to um, bring James on when he gets 
back on the line. So while we're waiting, I'm going to go ahead and visit a little bit more with Ben because Ben's got a lot of things to offer. And Ben, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about some of the things that you enjoy doing, helping other people, what Influence with a Heart is about. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that, Cheryl. So Influence with a Heart is, you know, what I, the core of it is really helping people connect to what's great inside of them, you know, their power, their presence, their message, you know, the vision of what they're bringing into the world, you know, whether that's a big vision, a small vision, or anything in between, right? Just that, you know, I, I love helping people connect with that greatness inside and then being able to bring that through their business uh, because when they do that, you know, they're more inspired, they're more aligned with what they're doing and why they're doing it, which is really helpful, especially if you're an entrepreneur or have your own business. And the other thing about that is it really helps people, you know, serve their clients or their customers or their audience in the best possible way. Um, so just a beautiful way to, to stand out and, you know, be, be unique, be unique and memorable in um, in other people's eyes and in their hearts as well. Well, that's that's great. And I listened to one of your programs, and um, you know, it truly is great. And I love what you have been able to do in helping other people. Tell me a little bit more about the uh, uh, when you were helping people with ALS. What kind of an award was it that you earned doing that? Uh, it was for, thank you for asking, it was for the um, the mindfulness program that I had developed, and I actually co-developed that with a person with ALS. His name was Mike Booger, B-O-U-G-H-E-R, and um, Mike was really interesting. When I met him, he was only able to uh, basically move his eyes and bullfrog his cheeks, like he had no other movement, no speech at that point. And he was able to communicate through a computer with me. And what I came to understand from him is that he felt that ALS, you know, interestingly enough, was the best thing that ever happened to him because it was the thing that helped him actually stop running around in his life and being distracted and actually gave him the opportunity to spend a whole bunch of time in the present moment. And you know, interestingly enough, he said he was never happier than during his time with ALS because that helped him really understand you know the power of the present moment and really being with his experience step by step by step wow you know um sometimes we we take things for granted and we we always assume or seem to under, assume that good health and being able to do anything is what we would desire most of all, and yet it's through the challenges that we have in life and sometimes either physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual problems that we have that we really learn the most. And we don't understand before it happens how it can be helpful and how it can change our lives. But I'm always noticing so many of the pictures on Facebook or stories about children who can do things in spite of their disability, like a little girl that was walking with her crutches going, I'm walking, I'm walking. And it was so exciting to hear her just be excited about the fact that here she is four or five years old and starting to walk. And I know with our son, 
learning to give himself a drink when he wanted it at 41 years old was just such an exciting time for him as well as us because we realized he learned how to do something when he wanted it, not when other people offered. And now he can't do that because he can't have anything by mouth. But, you know, for a few years, he got to enjoy that privilege. And I think sometimes we just don't realize the uh, sometimes the confinement of what a disability is or while we're helping someone that that's really our growing time. And, you know, I, I love it that you were able to talk to him, find out things uh, and to understand that because that's certainly not what, what anyone would expect. I've known some people that had ALS. And one time I had a, uh, an engineer on the program who actually designs computers to follow the eye movements for people with ALS. And I just, I love finding out what people do that is helping someone else. And I'm sure you've come across so many things in your past where you just thought these people really exceeded beyond what was expected. You, yeah, I remember you. Really, really amazing. I know yeah. you said in one of your programs that you, while you were trekking in India that you faced death four times. Just briefly <laughs> tell people what it was like to have to face that and what were your thoughts when you were going through some of these times? Yeah, thank you. I'll give you the, the quick nutshell. So within the space of 72 hours, uh, my my bus almost went off a cliff, and then I had to run from a out-of-control forest fire, and then I came upon a poisonous snake, and then came upon a mountain lion. <laughs> oh, my so, uh, Lance! It was a heck of a few days, and, um, you know, at this point in my life, I did not have any any spiritual practice, really any... Uh, faith to speak of. I was just kind of out there on my own. And uh, I think the most, the couple of things that I learned were, um, you know, that, that life is such a gift, first of all. Uh, and, you know, we have such an opportunity to do whatever we can do with it, you know, when it's given to us. And the second thing for me was really having this deep understanding that, not only did I want to help people, you know, in my life and through my work, which is what I've always wanted to do, but I wanted to help a lot of people in a big way. So it kind of turned up the volume on my um, individual sense of purpose. That is wonderful. I appreciate that. I see that James is Welcome. on here now, so I want to just uh, go over and um, talk to James just a little bit. And James is the co-founder and director of the Art of Heartful Living, and he's great in international leadership and personal development training, and he does so much for others. But one thing I was so inspired with when I first met him at this meeting was that at the last minute, James was called and asked to help with this event that was happening, that they needed his help, and he was caring for his mom, and he said, I'll be there, I'll find someone to help me with my mom so I can help 
this group that was just amazing. And I just thought that brought chills down me. And James, welcome. I know I'm interrupting tonight, too, with your care of your mom. And I do appreciate you being on here to share with the people a little bit about what you do and how you can blend caring for your mom and being able to work. Thank you, Cheryl. It's great to be here. And hi, Ben. <laughs> and I, I keep the audience. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, as as you were discussing. It's definitely uh, changes your rhythms in life uh, because it's uh, handling your own work, especially as an entrepreneur. We know that that's a lot of work, and when you have caretaking thrown in as part of it, uh, you really have to be fast on your feet uh, because there's it's it's not a um, caretaking. Again, as you very well know, is not something that. Uh, you can assign specific times to um, the needs that you have. Like, for example, with my mom, sometimes she has emergencies uh, and sometimes she needs help. And, and, and as, as our caretaker, um, and she's, she would uh, probably cringe hearing me uh, even use that term because she's very fiercely independent and wonderfully so. Uh, and um, she needs a lot of support at this point um, with, with uh, familial tremors and essential tremors. Uh, psoriatic arthritis uh, that she has, which I'll have some complications for. So yes, it's quite a balancing act, um, especially um, with her condition in particular. She'll sometimes go through bouts where things will get much worse. And so we're going through one of those right now in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, where things have, have gotten more challenging and, uh, and, and she just needs more attention with that. And it, it doesn't always match when, um, when work is is slower or when you know when when you have availability time wise so um it means having a network of people to really support you um for me that's really really important um both for my own care and for helping helping out with her uh and also um uh, again just being really flexible with my schedule as best i can well that is a tough job to do and i my hat is off to you because i know that it's difficult because life is unplanned. I mean, the things that come up that mm -hmm. you need to take care of as a caregiver. I am really glad that you brought up the, the fact that you have a network of support for you, too. What kind of support do you have? What would help other uh, people? Have, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's so important for other caretakers. Um, uh, as a kind of an interesting or interesting, a, a challenging side note. My dad is a caretaker also, or was for his wife who just passed. She had Alzheimer's. So we've compared a lot of notes with that, with like how do we, the importance of taking care of yourself when you're a caretaker. And uh, so for me, the important things to do with it are um, making sure I get out for walks. For me, getting out into nature uh, is really, really important. So I sometimes have to be flexible as to when I do that. Um, but going out for walks, doing yoga, so I'm taking care of myself physically. Uh, for me, eating well is really important. And then also having a support system with friends, uh, therapists that I go to so that I'm getting my work to. And it can take a toll on you emotionally sometimes. And, and I think um, as caretakers, it's easy to get into the mode of helping other people. And as all three of us can relate to also, um, so work-wise, I'm doing consulting and I'm doing um, uh, work supporting and helping others. So it's pretty much all the time and it's it's really easy to, to slip into the mode of just being there for other people and, and getting in that habit 
and losing track of, okay, how am I doing emotionally? Um, what are the challenges taking place and so forth uh, for me? And so, so for me, those are, those are some of the things that I do to take care of myself that have been uh, really valuable and, and just connecting with friends and laughing as well. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really important. And I want to um, we need to go to a break. But when we come back, I want to continue this with you, James, because I want to learn more about how you handle everything. We'll be back in just a moment. Psychologist, master certified coach and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm, True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi-day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents, and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy, and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Janula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. All right. Well, tonight we have uh, two guests on, and I am loving talking to both of these men because I know that they're living what they teach. And James Wober is another one that you can find on LinkedIn, and his last name is W-O-E-B-E-R. And like I said before, he's the co-founder and director of The Art of Heartful Living. And James, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about your work and how you're able to do this with your consulting, what it involves. Yes, yes. So, so the Art of Heartful Living uh, is an umbrella company. We provide training, uh, leadership training and energy mastery training, uh, mostly working with thought leaders and social entrepreneurs. And so it's interesting balancing that with the caretaking that I'm doing because uh, it actually puts me in a for me, and I think most people who do similar work, I love the work that I do. Um, it's really helping people become more aligned with their life path. Uh, a lot of the work that I do with that is helping people recognize what patterns, ancestral patterns, childhood patterns that are there, how those are impacting the way they're stepping forward as leaders. And that's leadership both in their own companies, with their teams, 
but also leadership, self-leadership in life. So it definitely impacts how people are stepping forward with their families, relationships, and so forth. Um, so a lot of the work that I'm doing is actually really creating a container that supports other people, reflects them back to themselves, uh, and really holding a loving, kind, caring space at the same time, which is very much the, the same um, space that you need to be in when you're doing caretaking. Um, so, so it's interesting. I find that my entire day is actually taken up with that type of dynamic. And uh, it's actually, for me, uh, very beneficial doing that. It's, um, I, again, I love the work that I do. And when I'm, when I'm working with other people, it actually puts me in a very mindful, meditative state, uh, very connected with them. Uh, so that I find that as long as I stay in that zone, it, it, both the work that I do as a consultant and the caretaking I do really support one another as long as I'm taking care of myself at the same time. Well, that's a really important thing because so many times um, life can get so challenging that caretakers forget to take care of themselves. And I know that when our son was in the hospital about a year and a half ago, there were people that would write me and say, Cheryl, are you taking care of yourself like you tell other people to? And, you know, it is hard if you're in a real stressful time, surgeries and, you know, not knowing if someone is going to pull through this. So what are some of the ways that you can tell caregivers how to focus themselves in on being, if they don't have anyone else around helping them, what kind of a container or what kind of... Uh, presence they need to have at that time that would help them pull through and not be so stressed out? Yeah, I do some very specific work called uh, family and systemic constellation work, and I incorporate that a lot with, with my own caretaking. And one of the things that they emphasize with that is not to take on the issues of our family unit. And a lot of us caretakers are taking care of family members. And so uh, it becomes especially important to recognize we can show up and show up with a lot of love. And one of the techniques that they do with the, with the constellation work is just, uh, just imagining yourself in a field. This is the way that I do it when I'm uh, doing caretaking for myself. And imagine allowing myself to fully be present and connect with my mom and my dad as well. But since I'm doing caretaking with my mom, uh, uh, being there and being present and loving and doing that as I'm caretaking but very actively there's imagining handing back any of the issues that are hers that might be getting entangled with me as I'm working with her. Um, because otherwise you get triggered by the dynamics that are there. So for example, my mom is very independent, as I mentioned before, and, uh, and which, is, which is great. And there's a way that um, for me, if I get caught up in my own uh, responses as a child with that, that I'm that I'm stuck in my own uh, anger and dynamics rather than really being able to be present for her or for me. So one of the techniques that I do is just imagining this river of life flowing flowing back from behind me, down from my parents, grandparents, and so on, and just breathing that in, taking that into my body, and then handing back literally like a rock, handing back any issues that belong back there with them. It's a very brief ritual, but as I do that when I'm breathing, it can return me to a very centered space. And didn't you give a, a, one of the little exercises at EBC that helped us to be able to not 
take on those things too? Can you go through some of that? Yeah, so the, the exercise that I was doing there was, was an exercise uh, with fight, flight, freeze, flow. Um, and basically, that's the idea of that is not to get stuck in our old survival patterns, which come from old traumas. And again, traumas when we're younger and also traumas from the family. So the exercise that we went through there is really recognizing, and you can do this actually when you're caretaking, just noticing when you're engaging, are you going into a dynamic that's fight, flight, or freeze? And one of the ways that you can tell that you're moving into that state is notice your breathing. So that's one, uh, one thing to pay attention to is notice, okay, with your breathing, are you, are you breathing faster and getting into a faster rhythm with that? Um, are you getting into a hyper alert state? Um, are you getting more stressed in your body? Is the heart rate increasing? All of those are telltale signs that you're going into fight, flight, freeze. If you notice that happening, you can cultivate a state of flow. And uh, I guess a short version of saying it for the, for the sake of our conversation here is one of the things that I really like to do, it's cultivating a state of self-love. And something that works really well for other people is imagine seeing a puppy or a kitten or a baby right in front of you. And usually when we, when we imagine that, we feel a lot of love pouring out of our heart uh, for that being in front of us. And just imagine that heart, your heart opening like a tap and pouring love into your hands and allowing your hands to fill up like a bowl with that love. So anyone in the audience, and you can, you can do it right now as we're talking about it, just breathing in deeply and feeling all of that love pouring out through your heart into your hands. And once you feel that filling up, feeling your hands gently come back to your chest and feel your heart fully taking in all of that love that you just poured out into your hands. Uh, we tend to do it better for others, and so it's helpful to do this type of, uh, this type of, of exercise so that we're very consciously putting energy out and putting love out in support of this other object, a puppy, kitten, or baby, and then circling back that love back into our own being. So that's one of the that's one of the exercises that we did as part of that. And it's amazing what a state of flow that can open up in your in your body, relaxes your system, breathing returns to normal, um, allows your heartbeat to relax, and really allows us to become more present and connected for ourselves and for those who are serving. Wow. Okay. Well, both of you, James and Ben, both both of you, talk a lot about presence, and uh, I, you know, I hadn't really heard many people talk about that until recently. So, you know, for those who are not right here with us now, how do they get started thinking about just staying in the presence and and not not trying to go back and try to do too many other things or think about other things. Ben talked a little bit, but both of you can talk um, whatever you feel like you can share with our audience here. You want, you want to feel that one first, Ben? Sure. Uh, thank you. So, uh, you know, as human beings, I think we have that challenge of many things going on in our minds, right? thoughts and emotions and feelings and all these things coming through and we have text messages happening and, and there's all this input and you know, especially in the context of caregiving you know we're trying to do the thing that's in front of us like help the person 
you know, feed them or, or, you know, bring something to them or bring them somewhere. And we're thinking about what we have to do next and when are we going to, you know, be able to take care of our kids and when are we going to get enough sleep and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the first things, you know, going back to that uh, recommendation I made before about taking three deep breaths is just to, to try to be with what you're doing in the moment. Because regardless of what it is, even if it's not necessarily something that is so much fun or enjoyable, even if it's straight up unpleasant, if you're actually with that experience, you know, like I said, by taking those few breaths, uh, you actually get the benefit of, of that presence. So, you know, being present isn't just about being present with my pleasant feelings and my enjoyable time and, and the sun on my face and all that kind of stuff, right? It, it's being present with your experience, regardless of, you know, the kind of uh, judgment or qualification you make about it, right? So, you know, breathing with what's happening right now in the moment, you know, I'm, I'm driving my dad to the doctor, you know, I'm breathing with that. I'm, you know, feeding somebody at the hospice, you know, I'm breathing with that, you know, that in and of itself is a powerful, powerful tool, like I said, that will give you that benefit of, you know, being in the present moment with your experience as it's happening. That's Jane? great. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and add to that a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and again, as Ben is saying, the breathing is so important with that. Um, and one of the reasons is it really engages the body. So with the work I do, that, that's a lot of what we, um, what we work with is noticing what presence you have with your own body. Oftentimes when people get distracted, all the things that you were mentioning, Ben, with getting wrapped up in technology and so forth, um, getting, uh, uh, getting carried away with um, different activities in, in our everyday uh, rush in life, uh, if you notice what's going on with your body, anytime you get caught up in that type of dynamic, is usually we're not very grounded and we don't notice what's going on with our body. Um, again, physiologically, we go through all of these shifts that reflect us being disconnected. And so for me, that's one of the really important things to do with the, with the breath work, as Ben was saying, and really notice what's going on with the body. So with the energetic work that we do, one thing that you'll notice is especially along the core of the body, if you feel the center core of the body, even the muscles and our sense of awareness of what we're feeling in our core will disappear. And if you ask people, what are you feeling in the lower half of your body, for example, they'll oftentimes say, well, I, I wasn't even aware of, you know, having a lower part of my body. Um, so <laughs> part of the breath work that we do is, you know, really taking some time to, to notice what's there, breathing down and focusing breath in that core channel of the body. And just doing that, oftentimes people will become more present in the body, the, the physiology will shift, and that in and of itself will support the system in returning and normal, uh, returning to a state of balance and normalizing some. Wow, those are some great things to help people to really focus on the moment. And, you know, we have so much overload right now of technology and information. There's never been so much that could come to us at one time. And it's a problem a lot of people have, even if they're not caregiving, is to stay focused on what they're doing. We need to take one more break. And when we come back, you're going to learn a little bit more about how you can be in touch with these two men. We'll be back in a moment. 
Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. Baby boomers face many challenges, and sometimes you have to reinvent yourself in order to stay on top. Sharon Ball, nurse practitioner and Christian life and wellness coach, can help. Sharon has written a book called Reinventing Yourself Today, and it can help you through the pangs of changing the course of your life. Whether you are looking to stay on track with new goals, a sensible program to help you shed unwanted pounds, or a full kick-butt life reinvention, Sharon can work with you. Follow your passions and live each day according to your dreams and free yourself from the expectations of others. Sharon comes from the heart and shares her own personal journey to reinvention with her clients. Other self-help books inspired her, but few gave her the steps to improve her life, so she created a plan that works. Stress no more. Let Sharon Ball open the door. Sign up for a complimentary life reinvention consultation today at tinyurl.com forward slash get started for free for more of what life has in store. Well, tonight's program has just been very interesting because we have had the pleasure of having two men who do a lot of work in helping people with their lives, helping them be really great leaders, and Ben is especially helping women who are thought leaders, and I want him to tell a little bit about himself now and what he does and how you can reach him. So, Ben, take it away. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah, uh, I'm just really glad that everybody is listening now. Um, you know, it's such a such an important thing to, you know, expand your, not only your skills, but your ability to take care of yourself so you can take care of the people that you love. Um, so just the fact that you're listening to this right now really, you know, speaks volumes to the kind of person you are. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, you know, really give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, you know, I want to say that before we run out of time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like, like we've talked about today, and I talked a little bit about Cheryl mentioned as well, is that I help uh, especially women, you know, position themselves as thought leaders. So it could be starting a new business or stepping out of the corporate world, you know, into having your own practice or becoming an entrepreneur. And it's really, really important to talk about yourself and your stuff and the value of what you offer, you know, to be able to get your message out there and also to get, you know, to receive the right amount of money for the awesome, amazing value that you offer to the world. So I can help you do that. Uh, please feel free to connect with me at influencewithaheart.com. Once again, influencewithaheart.com. I have a free training that's available. You can probably see it on every page. <laughs> um, or you can just go to the connect page 
and set up a couple minutes to speak with me and we can see what's possible uh, by collaborating together. And it would be my honor and pleasure to serve you and help you help yourself and also help the people that you love. Wow. I know, Ben, that you are really interested in helping women. And when I first met you, I was saying, well, what about men? <laughs> and I was one of those <laughs> that was trying to get you to uh, help the men. And yet you were very interested in helping women, which I love. I just think that's great. So anyway, I hope that people can be able to go there. You can go to LinkedIn and find his um his biography there, and it's Ben G I O I A, Joya. Yep. All right, and James, yeah. I want you to tell us a little yeah. bit about you. <laughs> and, and just to say, Ben's a good friend and has helped me a lot, so he helps men too. <laughs> oh, okay. <good. laughs> You're Thank both you, great, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so beyond the uh, the work that I mentioned with the Art of Heart for Living, first let me mention uh, that the best place uh, that you can reach me is at our website. So that's www.artofheartfulliving.com. And you can find out about our programs there, uh, things coming up in the near future. I was mentioning the, uh, the family constellation work and the, the systemic constellation work. And I have got a workshop, if you're in San Diego by chance, or in Southern California, I uh, have a workshop coming up on the 30th uh, with that. And then also have a master class uh, coming up in April uh, that you can find out more details on uh, that actually goes over some of the uh, material that I was discussing with really recognizing our patterns, especially when we're going to fight, flight, and freeze, and how to cultivate a greater state of flow, abundance, and grace in our lives. Uh, so that's starting in April, and you can find out about that on the website as well. And uh, and also uh, provide, as I mentioned, uh, provide uh, individual consulting and also consulting for organizations, uh, really helping them recognize what are the inner dynamics that are going on inside of them, inside their teams, how to improve the dynamics and the communication so that the, uh, the dynamics that are set at a high level within an organization are really healthy, uh, well-formed and flowing uh, so that the work that we do with our clients and with our teams ends up being something that's really fruitful and for the benefit of all concerned. Um, so you can find out about all of that on the website. So again, that's artofheartfulliving.com. That's great. And I also want to mention that if you go to here uh, to see him on LinkedIn, you can also click a link on there uh, and hear him on a program called The Entrepreneur Way. And that is very interesting to get to listen to him. And both of these men have got so much that they offer the world. I'm, I appreciate them taking time to be on here. And James, I hope that uh, the best for your mom and for what you're doing to help her is just wonderful. And I appreciate the fact that as a man that you are able to really uh, take care of your mom, because there are a lot of men that say, I can't do that. And, you know, for you to step up and do it, it's just, you know, uh, fabulous. And I know your mom's got to be a wonderful Thank lady you. to have you. <laughs> she is. She's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I Thank think that's great. Great, great, great yes. being on your program. 
Thank you. And I just want to tell our listeners that if you want to get to know a little bit more about other things that I'm doing, I would appreciate it if you would go to LinkedIn and find me at Cheryl Jennings. And my last name is spelled G-I-N-N-I-N-G-S, just like a cotton gin. But I also have got a new website that's just come up. It's called Cheryl-Jennings.com. And there's some things that are on there. And I will be doing some podcasts. I have one more show that I will be on Bold Brave Media. And uh, I would love to have you follow me. It's on iTunes. And if you just look at Courage to Overcome with the number two, Courage to Overcome, all these programs are on TuneIn. I mean, on iTunes. It's on tune in. It's on iHeart. And there are so many ways that you can listen to some of these programs and they're worth telling your friends about. Just go find the people uh, that I've interviewed that really are talking about the needs that you have. If it's autism, PTSD, or if it is Alzheimer's, if it's cancer, ALS, we've talked about so many programs on here about many issues that make people have to stop what they're doing and become a caregiver. And many times it's at the last moment when they didn't expect this to happen. And it's it's like, okay, now all of a sudden your parent can't take care of themselves or you've got a a child and they're calling you back to the hospital or uh, to the doctor's office to tell you some news that is going to be difficult. And I've talked to so many parents who say, you know, I was the CEO of a company and all of a sudden I got this call and once I got to the doctor's office and found out what I was facing, I never could go back to work again. This program has been designed to give you the support, to give you the encouragement, to give you hope that you can do this. Other people have. You are not the first one that's had to deal with these problems, and I guarantee you are not the last one. So what we can do for you is to give you the support that you need to give you emotional support while we give you the knowledge of other people who've gone through these challenges and what did they find that helped them. Maybe it will help and maybe it won't. But I hope you'll tune in with us next week to hear Courage to Overcome. And for now, this is Cheryl Jennings saying good night. You've been listening to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Be it Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, or autism. Listen each week for an informative look into the lives of those challenged by these and other disabilities today on the next episode of Cheryl Jennings' Courage to Overcome. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.